Good morning. Let's just consider for a few moments our good fortune that we've arrived at this moment. These very rare and precious conditions of being able to give ourselves and each other the gift of solitude. Seclusion, our usual busyness, and that we can give ourselves entirely to the study of our moment to moment experience, to simplify. To remind ourselves that the past has passed and the future is in the realm of dreams. There's just this. This is our life. So the way that we can most easily acknowledge that and know it is by that What I spoke of last night is the ultimate fact that you are aware here. Just be aware of that simple fact that you are aware. And let your eyes close softly. Let your body shift side to side or front to back till you find a center point. And maintaining that sense of awareness. Notice how effortlessly the sitting body is known. How quickly the the idea of our body melts away and we feel mostly this field of sensations, the sense of aliveness, vibration, pulse. The Buddha said that there's one thing that leads to calm, to focus, to a pleasant dwelling in this life. The heart's release, it's mindfulness directed to the body. So notice how being aware of the sitting body, how it just naturally begins to still and steady. You don't have to force it. No strain, no struggle. You just let it be, let it go just as it is. And as you feel the gentle stilling of the body, as it just marinates in this kind attention, 
You're likely to notice little sensations, little movements that your body makes when it breathes. Likely to be easily drawn to the place where the breath feels most clear. It may be the air moving in and out of your nostrils, especially if you've had the habit of noticing there. Maybe your chest or your belly rising and falling. Maybe just the sense of your whole body expanding and contracting. Just notice for a moment and enjoy the body's experience of its own breathing. Notice how natural it is. Oh, it's not something that you have to do. It's just something that happens by itself. And just sink into that experience of the body breathing. Wherever it feels most clear. And let this place of contact place where you feel the breath most intimately, let this be your home base, your primary anchor to this living present, a place to come back to, a place to gather your attention and sustain it. Feeling the texture of the breath through the duration of the in-breath and the out-breath. And even sustaining your attention if there's a space between the breaths. There sometimes is. We offer this anchor, this tool to help us harmonize our mind and bodies, this tool to help us bring focus, calm. We offer this as our primary anchor. We offer added support of just accompanying this experience of breathing in and breathing out with a a soft, transparent mental label. Completely optional, but often very helpful. Note of in and out, just closely approximating what you're actually experiencing with 95% of your sensitivity to the feeling of the body breathing, 
just accompanied with this soft mental note in, out. Or if you feel the breath most prominently at your chest or belly, a soft mental note of rising, falling. Or if you're feeling the whole body expanding and contracting, you can use those, that little whisper, expanding, contracting. Again, this transparent whisper in the mind, as transparent as a dragonfly wing, as one of my teachers described it, it's completely optional. Most important is that you are able to notice the body's experience of its own breathing. And for some, the felt experience of the breath, the noticing of the breath is a, has very challenging associations from past experiences. It may not be a, an anchor that you can really find ease and balance with. And so feel free to use just the experience of the whole body sitting as your primary anchor. It's that field of sensations, the touch of the rear, or the lips or the hands. Just as long as you're putting your Attention in your body, in your body, in your, within the field of your attention. There's no separation between attention and sensation. Just this moment. Just this breath, or just this sitting body. It's highly likely that after just a few breaths, there may be a a gap in your continuity of mindfulness, which is inevitable. It's just part of our condition. It's not personal. It's just a condition of the mind. But there may be a gap in... Thoughts may arise and you may get lost in thought. That's inevitable. But then mindfulness will reemerge, rearise, will realize that we've been lost in thought. 
This is actually a time to, at least the way I think of it, is a time to celebrate. We've awakened. This gives us an opportunity to relax, to very gently reconnect or settle into the feeling of our sitting body, feeling of the breath, breath by breath. We come home to this living present. Which is so different than past and future, which are just mental. Just this breath. Using James's formula, kind, interested, relaxed. Soft mind, but alert. Gentle, yet precise.
deep allowing your body and breath to anchor you to this living present. To empty your mind of its usual preoccupations and fill it with what's actually here. Sitting, breathing. Simplicity. Of course, if you notice that there's strain or struggle, just acknowledge that and quite naturally begin to let go and begin again. Every moment is a new beginning. Because mindfulness has no destination. You can always begin again. Just this sitting body, just this breath. In-breath, out-breath. Space between the breaths sometimes.
matter how many times you realize you've been drifting, fantasizing, lost in thought, each time you realize that as a moment of mindful attention, re-arising, an opportunity to reorient ourselves to the living reality, put our mind back in our body and our body back in our mind. Feeling the sitting body, feeling the breath wherever it's most clear. Just this breath, just this moment, just this body.
Just a reminder as we begin offering you meditation instructions that these are really the initial instructions that uh, have the purpose help to help us uh, gather our attention to have it be, in other words, in the same location as our body instead of, instead of everywhere. And this actually creates the conditions of, of some focus and some harmony, some calm. And what that allows us to do over the course of our practice is to be able to see the whole range of experience that we have more clearly and be able to relate to it with less reactivity. But this mindfulness of breathing, mindfulness of the body is not the, the be all and end all. It's really the, it's in the service of what we, what I'd like to call equal opportunity mindfulness, being mindful of whatever it is that presents itself. But initially if we were to offer all the instructions, it might feel very overwhelming. Thoughts, moods, everything. So we keep it very simple. And hopefully you will keep it simple throughout. And if all else, even when everything is, could be, there are many things that seem to be happening, you can always return to the body, to the breath. It's, a, it's just a great home base. Uh, again, not the idea of the body, but the felt experience of it. I'll just let that let that be experienced. So we will include sounds. We will include moods and states of the heart, states of mind. We will include thoughts and images. Remember, it's all equal in the light of mindfulness. Mindfulness, uh, it doesn't care. Mindfulness doesn't care. It has no agenda. It's not trying to get rid of anything. Not trying to solve any problem not trying to fix, it's just trying to notice what's here. But we just support that with just a simple experience of the body first. Any questions come up so far about what you noticed in the practice or about the instructions? Thanks, Ramon. Uh, if a question or comment is brewing. It is, uh, it's one of the ways that we support each other's practice too, to feel free, you know, treat it like you're, like you're with family. And uh, it's a great, reminds me of this Zen tradition called confessing your delusions. It's a, it's a very high practice. So don't, don't be bashful. And it's really a gift to each other. If something's popping up and if nothing's popping up, that's fine. Just enjoy the silence. There will be opportunities to discuss your practice and we'll keep clarifying the instructions as we go along. Okay.
So speaking of opportunities to check in, we will, it may seem a little early, but we will begin checking in with you uh, later in the day after you've had a chance to settle in a little bit more. But uh, half of you, mostly the newest among you, will be seen today. Uh, some with a little bit of experience, just to balance the, the group size. But they'll begin, uh, and the, your names and your location will be posted on the bulletin board uh, between the, on the posts between the doors. And so it's important that you check the bulletin board uh, for your group. And we like to say from the beginning that these groups are an opportunity for you to check in. It's also an opportunity for us to find out what's going on with you. Uh, it's kind of our mutual responsibility. So they're really not optional. Uh, there may be a reluctance sometimes to, to talk, but one of my teachers used to say that talking about the practice and whatever your real experience is, is not real talking. It's not frivolous speech. It's, um, it's actually, it's still keeping noble silence. So we'd like to, um, so we'll start those this afternoon during the walking periods. And again, half of you will be seen today and the other half will be seen tomorrow. We will also start the uh, yoga today. And those of you who have group meetings this afternoon, please go to the morning yoga. So if you've checked the board, you see your names on there, go to the morning yoga. Those who are not on the board today or those who are not being seen, uh, go to the afternoon yoga. And we'll clarify that again tomorrow since we'll be mostly doing our meetings in the morning tomorrow. Yeah. The group meetings are, we have three locations. James will be meeting in the council house. Is that where they registered? Yeah. Where are you registered? They're next to the office. And Tuary will be meeting in room one, which is the group meeting room closest to the restrooms. And then a little farther along the, the walkway in room number two, that's where I'll be meeting. So a, a reminder, because I did mention noble silence, that one of the things that we really like to emphasize is that sense of giving each other uh, the gift of solitude, protecting each other's solitude. And that means ideally that you're not making nonverbal contact, intentional contact with anyone, eye contact, that you really let people have their own field of solitude. It's such a, a rare and precious opportunity. So you really want to protect that if you can. And that's especially important for people who know each other. Because we tend to get caught up or stay limited to the identity of our, what role we have in a person's life. And then we think of ourselves continually as that parent or partner or friend. And 
This practice allows us the experience of stepping out of all of those identities into just a simple, aware presence with what's happening and uninterrupted so that you can actually learn something and then see the difference between all these different roles and identities and your immediate and direct experience. But that's so rare. And we're here actually to support you to be able to do that. Uh, and, uh, and it really allows our nervous system to settle in a way that, uh, that our togetherness is wonderful and as necessary as it is in our life, our social contact, it, um, it actually prevents a certain kind of settling. So please respect that and, and enjoy taking care of each other's solitude. like to ask you to leave your shoes in the cloakroom. There's a lot of little shoe spaces in there. So rather than in the big foyer, I admit that we often will leave our shoes out there. We're not modeling very well, but, but, uh, but if everybody puts their shoes out there, <laughs> it can be a problem. So please, let's see, anything else? The... Uh, again, the reminder about the yoga starting today. I did not mention the location. The location will be in the upper walking hall, which is up the stairs from the foyer here. And it's uh, try to be on time to the to the yoga, and and just honor the um, the time that is for you because it it could be quite crowded up there. So now we would like to um, do what is for us is one of our favorite uh, rituals. And, and when Tuari was talking about the, the cell phones last night, the cell phone ritual, uh, I just wanted to say that I often include the cell phone as one of the intoxicants that cloud our perception. So I include that in, in that commitment to refrain from <laughs> taking intoxicants that cloud the mind and lead to heedlessness. That's kind of a traditional language. So this is a, it, it's, um, it's a, it's a beautiful thing to experience and it, it's so enlightening to see how, um, how dependent we've become and how actually easy it is and how happy people are to be free of it. <laughs> when all is said and done. So James will take over from here and I'll come back to you with some walking instructions after. <clears throat> yeah, we've been doing this for um, last several years uh, when we've, we've seen uh, <clears throat> just how powerful it is to uh, consciously let go of something that uh, we are so attached to, perhaps even more than our most intimate relationships, human-wise is our relationship <laughs> to our device. Um, <clears throat> and the Buddha talked about letting go as really the 
the key to freedom and awakening. So, um, as Howie says, although it might seem really um, hard to do, once you do it, for most people, there's a sense of, in not too long a time, of, um, oh, relief and um, surprise at how well you do without it. Um, and uh, even a reluctance to pick it up again at the end of the retreat. It, you will be reunited uh, at the end of the retreat. Uh, and <laughs> although there might be reluctance, you will f- that attachment will come back all too quickly. You will be with your beloved and it will be with you. <laughs> So um, if, you, if we do it, especially if we do it consciously as a support and a group, um, there's that much more power. Um, <clears throat> so doing it consciously means noticing everything that comes up for you, even at the thought of, uh, of letting go uh, and notice in the act how that feels, and notice afterwards how it feels. It's a, a continual uh, experiment in, in awareness of relationship and of letting go. <clears throat> um, let's see. So we'll, logistically, we'll do it where, if you are ready to do this, and if you don't have your phone with you, um, you forgot it or whatever, and you want to... Um, want to do it uh, uh, later and hand it into the office, you can also be online, and perhaps a number of you have already uh, handed in your phone as you came. We're very excited to do that. Uh, And maybe you don't have your phone anymore. You can also come up in line and and virtually uh, let go. And we'll have two lines um, on either side, and uh, people can come up, um, put their phone in, uh, can bow. It doesn't have to be a long bow. Don't make it a long, you know, like this. Because <laughs> you've got maybe, you know, 25, 30 people behind you. So just a, a quick, very meaningful bow. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and we'll ring the bell each time. And we'll all be witnessing uh, this beautiful... Um, experience of letting go. Uh, and while we're doing it, uh, we'll, um, we'll have a group support you with some chanting. And Eve, maybe you'd want to say something about that. Yeah, so as we're, as we're relinquishing our phones for this period of time, um, we'll be doing a chant, uh, a simple chant in Pali of the Brahma Viharas, Divine Abodes of the Heart, Music comes from local singer-songwriter Betsy Rose. And these four are the names of our, of our habitats out there. Um, metta, Karuna, Mudita, Upeka. Loving kindness, compassion, appreciative joy, and equanimity. When we let go of something, we let go into something else. We let go of something like the distraction of the phone we're letting go into 
the possibility of meeting the moment with presence and kindness. And the Brahmaviharas speak of the kindness. Maybe what's appropriate in the moment is loving kindness, friendliness. If there's any kind of stress or suffering, then the second one, karuna, compassion. Here we are in the moment, and we're delighting in a bird or a flower or a breath, appreciative joy. Oh, the fourth one, upeka, equanimity. Here we are in the moment, not distracted, and enjoying this sense of balance, of peaceful presence with what is. Letting go of something, letting go into something else. Metta, karuna, mudita, upeka. You want to? Meta so Mudita Upeka Meta Karuna Mudita Upeka Meta Karuna Mudita Upeka Meta Karuna Mudita Okay, so now we can have two lines on either side. Here, I want you, uh, you can be the, the start of the line over here, but um, everybody get behind this, these people. <clears throat> and everybody who's who's uh, uh, sitting, we can be witnessing and uh, appreciating them and uh, acknowledging uh, their process. Okay, so go ahead. Metta karuna mudita upeka 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 Metta Metta 
Ramon and Aaron will take really good care of these. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Notice how it feels right now. Whatever your experience is, just your experience. Just notice. Oh, letting go. Opening to something new. Thank you. So you may have noticed the schedule, um, and especially for those who haven't been on retreat, uh, may need a reminder that uh, in order to balance our um, energy, our tranquility, our um, attention, we alternate in in accord with the Buddha's recommendation, we, we alternate periods of sitting and walking meditation. The two formal parts of our practice are sitting and walking. And then there's everything in between, all the informal parts, which are also equal. So we like to think of there being really no break, but again, equal opportunity in every informal and formal moment. But the formal practice is essential for building the 
conditions that lead to calm and concentration and more uh, continuity of mindfulness. And I say that because the walking is sometimes just because people don't know it as well. It's treated like a um, break from the sitting or as a time to do other things. But it really is meant to be an equal partner to the sitting. And I'll just say, and I think others here would say it in their own way, but for me, uh, I had the most meditative insights during walking, not during sitting. And I found that the, the anchor of the body, it's the same anchor. Maybe it's not the breath as my primary anchor, but the steps and the movement of my legs and being embodied the anchor is a slightly more gross, more obvious. And so it was a beautiful and accessible way of pulling my attention uh, into the, um, to the, again, what I saw, described it before as the kind of living experience, a very direct experience. And the formal walking practice in general is... Slightly different than our normal or everyday experience of taking a walk. Although sometimes when we feel, if you feel very confined in the practice or you just need a little space, you may want to take an ordinary walk, but make it very, try to make it uh, mixed with a continuity of mindfulness with, you know, being continually mindful. But in the formal walking in general, we walk to and fro, 10, 20, 30 steps long, depending on your temperament, depending on what you want to do. But we walk back and forth, attending moment by moment to the the step we're taking. And the reason we go back and forth, I often put this out as a question, why do we do that? But I'll just say, it's to remind us that we're not going anywhere. That the whole point is to arrive in the step that we're taking in the, in the, um, just in the immediate experience of it. So no frills, it's so neutral, it's so just walking that it allows us to actually see all the demands that we have to get somewhere or to do something or to think about something or plan something. It creates a perfect backdrop to be able to notice your experience. As well, as you, if you do the walking practice, and you, be, you incline a little bit toward uh, slowing down. Don't turn slow into a religion. It's, it's not, um, it can, especially if you impose it and your mind is not settled, you'll lose your balance, you'll get tense, you'll, you'll start to have a, what we call a, a hindrance uh, attack. We'll, you'll want to be everywhere but. But if you just maybe start with a kind of saunter, and you just let your mind settle into the feeling of your legs moving and the contact of your steps. And if you want to focalize it a little more, just the bottom of your feet or just the top of your feet or just your legs to start with. And you just feel that. And you walk at a pace that you can feel it. You actually feel the steps. And you may not know it because it happens so organically. You're emptying your mind of its usual fixations, preoccupations, stories, all that. And you're just connecting with life. You don't have to try to disconnect from everything. You just connect. 
And if you slow down a, a little, you'll, as I mentioned last night when I copied James, I started to notice more. And because I started to notice more, I got more interested. And then when I got more interested, interest brings energy. So if we just zoom through the walking and just go on automatic pilot, we'll lose interest really quickly. We won't have a lot of uh, energy. We'll want to be somewhere else. So if you start a little bit as a saunter and just connect and, and really do it, treat it equally. Uh, I like to think of when I'm sitting here, I am and I don't mean individually, all of us, we're like Buddhas noticing the Dharma. And the Dharma here is the sitting experience and everything that happens. When I stand up, and maybe initially I'll do a little standing practice, which is another one of the postures that the Buddha recommended. And it's also very, uh, it can be very energizing to just that little extra energy to hold your body up. But the standing, still the Buddha, still aware Noticing the standing body. Then when I'm walking, still the Buddha. Noticing. So, it's, so the sitting is not a privileged place. It's not the only place that we can, we can be aware. And the beauty of realizing that attention is portable, it has huge implications in our daily life. It, you can just be walking down the hall, walking down the street, and just find yourself in that same kind of meditative uh, posture. It's like coming back to the retreat. So again, finding that space um, and rather than do a whole demonstration, since we've, when you get to your spot today, find a walking spot. It can be outside. It can be in general in the upper walking hall or the lower walking hall. Is there still, yeah, lower walking hall. And ideally, if you're in the upper or lower, walk across the room rather than lengthwise, just so it accommodates more people. But then uh, outside is fine. Find a spot, walk to and fro. And start by just standing and just feeling the contact of the feet. And sense that as you feel that contact, maybe we'll just do this part of it. Please, everybody... Feel free to stand up for a moment. Real test is whether there was any mindfulness of standing, standing up. Okay, feeling the shift from sitting to standing and that different configuration. Let your attention be drawn to the contact of your feet on the floor. And what our walking invites us to do is move beyond that idea of feet and floor to that direct experience, a more elemental experience. Heaviness, this is earth. Or the hardness, the earth element. Sense of the cohesion of the foot, that's the Earth mixed with the water element. Maybe feel the temperature. It's the fire. This is nature expressing itself in our bodies. You can just feel that. And allowing your weight to shift to the 
left foot. Just noticing the change of sensation. Keeping in touch with that elemental experience. And back to the right. Increase in the earth, the heaviness. And in the left foot, noticing the lessening of the weight. And with the weight on your right foot and lifting and swinging and moving, you're placing your left foot. It's an endless little change of sensation. And we often accompany the the more natural pace or the saunter with a little soft mental note just to keep our attent- our conceptual mind connected to that um, experience, our mind connected to our body. We add a little mental label of stepping, stepping, or left, right. Just something to really most of your attention on the feeling of the step. And as we slow down a little bit, if, you happen, if your mind starts to settle a little bit and slow down, you may notice the lifting of the foot, that moment of liftoff of where the earth gives way to the air, kind of weightlessness. You go lifting and then placing, lifting, placing. And if you slow down a little bit more, you may be aware of the lifting and the swinging of the leg and the placing of the foot and then the shift of the weight. And this is only if your attention has settled enough. You can certainly experiment with all kinds of speeds. But four things to remember in how to, eva- how to gauge the speed. A speed that allows you to stay attentive, a speed that allows you to stay relaxed. So if you walk too fast, you may tense up. Walk too slowly, you'll tense up. Attentive, relaxed, interested. And maybe uh, one of, I found one of the best gauges was a pace that I can stay balanced. So interested, attentive, relaxed, and balanced. So any questions before we go out? Anything you want to add, James? Or to worry? Okay. So enjoy the walking. Equal opportunity. And we will alert you with a gong to come back to the sitting. And and make that in-between period equally enjoyable. Uh, Just keep filling in the cracks where we would normally go on automatic pilot. And... Try to laugh when you see how much we're (laughs) daydreaming. There's lots of studies that say it's really almost 50% of the time, but it's shocking when you start to notice it. But don't turn it into any kind of personal failing or judgment. It's just spacing out and coming back. So enjoy. Have a great day of practice. Thank you.
And there will be about 30 minutes for walking. So please continue. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.